accept the truth. In order to achieve freedom and have good success, we must meditate on the word of God, which is the word of truth, and also obey the word of truth. We must execute and apply. Application is required. Also, we can speak and pray the word of God. In Isaiah chapter 55, verse 10 and 11, tells us, For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returns not there, but waters the earth, and makes it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. The Word of God is scripturally revealed truth given by supernatural means. God's Word of truth turns you from the world's wrong way of thinking to His ways which are holy and full of righteousness. Please keep us in your prayers and we'll be praying for you. And may God continue to bless you and increase your faith in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for waking us up this morning. We thank you for how you watched over us, protect us through the night. We thank you for all that you have done for us. Thank you for traveling mercies. Thank you for those that made it here to Sunday school this morning. Help those that are on their way. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much. Amen. Well, good morning, everyone. And we're going to ask you to turn to Matthew chapter 16, verse 24. Start reading. Matthew 16 and 24, and our thought for today is take up your cross. Once again, take up your cross. And a lot of times when we think of the cross, we think of, sometimes it will make you think of Jesus and what he went through, his suffering, the pain, the sorrow, what they did to him. But as we're going to read in this passage, that we all have our own cross to bear. And if you want to follow Jesus, if you want to follow Jesus, Jesus is giving us instructions on how to be a follower or a disciple of him. We must also take up our cross. Once again, our thought for today is take up your cross. Amen. Coming out of Matthew chapter 16, verse 24, I will go ahead and start reading. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, and whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. Go back to 24. So who's speaking in this, um, in this verse here? Jesus is speaking, and so Jesus gives us instructions, and these are steps in order to be a follower of Jesus Christ. So the first thing he says is, if any man want to come after me, we're reading, and we just read Matthew chapter 16, verse 24 and 25. For those who have logged in, our thought for today is take up your cross. Jesus said in verse 24, if any man, that includes girls, woman, boy, 
if you want to come after him or go with him or follow him, what must you do? What's the first thing that he says to do? He says to deny. Deny yourself. And what does deny mean? Deny means to turn away from your selfish ways and turn toward him because he made you and he knows what's best for you. So have you, if, I, I thought about this. If, if you are, we have some young ladies in the room. If your grandmother, your mom, or your auntie said, tomorrow I'm going to go to Disneyland, the first thing you'll say is, oh, I want to go. Yes. Yeah. And we should be saying this to Jesus. I want to go with Jesus, and I think a lot of us are saying that. And he said, if you want to go with me, then you have to follow me, but there are some steps that are necessary that you must take. And the first step that he said is to deny yourself. That means put down your plan, put down what you think you want to do, and then just come behind me. Because if you were going to Disneyland, you may start thinking, well, I'm going to wear this and I'm going to wear this, and your mom will be like, wait a minute, I didn't tell you what time. I didn't tell you how we're getting there. I didn't tell you how many days we're going to be. So you have to wait to get instructions before you can follow someone. And a lot of times we want to go after Jesus, but we don't get his instructions. His instructions is following the word of God. Now, the way the word works, the word of God, when you hear the word, it penetrates something in you, and it'll, if you really if your heart is in the right place, it will ignite something in you. It will be like a spark because God's word is alive. And you can feel because God's word releases you from bondage and it sets you free. So when you feel free, you just want to run. Or because you don't have any burdens on, you just feel so good, you feel light. But you can't run until you get instruction. Or you can't follow until you know what to do. So that's what he's saying. If you come behind me, if you're coming after me, if you want to go with me, I need you first to deny yourself. So you put down your will and pick up my will, but I'm going to tell you what my will is. And he's saying put down or deny yourself so that you can come serve him. Because a lot of times we don't deny ourselves and all we're doing is serving ourselves. Well, if you want to be a disciple of Jesus Christ, you have to serve him, and you serve him his way. So the first step is deny yourself. What's the second step? It's all in the scripture. The next thing he says is take up your cross. And the cross represents two crossroads or an intersection. Think about that. So the cross of Jesus Christ is his love for you, and now you're saying, my heart is turned towards Christ, and I want to show him how much I love him. The cross is the intersection where you lay down your will and pick up his will. If he says to go to the right, then what will you do? You're going to go to, if he says to go to the left, what are you supposed to do? That means you are with him no matter what at all costs. And the cross also represents I said your love, but it also represents there's some pain that may come or will come with the cross. There's going to be some discouragement. There's going to be some persecution. But because you're with him, you can stand or you can bear it. 
And this cross is something that he has already put in place or set up for us. It's not you making your own way, and that's why a lot of us get in trouble too, because we want to follow Christ, but we, in our own mind, the Bible says do not lean to your what? own understanding. We're leaning to our own understanding, and with the cross, if the Lord is saying, stay still, and we're trying to go to the left or right, you're still out of order. So our thought for today, once again, is take up your cross and follow him. So we talked about if you want to follow Jesus, you must deny yourself, you must take up your cross, and then you can follow him. And once again, taking up your cross in this passage means to withstand the persecution or the difficulties of life because they're coming, but because Christ is with you and he's our all in all, you don't have to worry, you don't have to fret. He's going to take care of you and fight your battles. I want, I want you to, uh, let's look at verse 25. Verse 25, once again, says, For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. Whosoever will lose his life for my sake will what? You will find your life. And so what he's just saying here, if you try to save your life, you're actually going to what? You're going to lose it. But if you lose your life for, what does it say? For his sake, then you'll find it. And so put down your will and pick up his will. Remember, we're at that crossroad. That's the intersection. So we really have to die to self and our will in order to live. You all got that? Your cross is dying to yourself to live in his will and to serve him and not yourself. Let's go to um, St. John chapter 12, verse 25. So in this passage of John, he's saying the same thing because we gave an example from Matthew. Jesus said, if you want to follow him, if you want to go with him, if you want to be with him, you must, what's the first thing he said? Deny yourself and then take up your cross. And the Lord was dealing with me about sometimes we fail because, we want to go with him, but we don't do those other two steps. We don't deny ourselves, and we definitely don't want to pick up a cross because, once again, the cross represents persecution. Or sometimes you'll have people that will say, oh, I want to follow you, Lord God, but they don't deny themselves. They think they can just pick up a cross. You can't just pick up any cross because the race is already set, and Jesus knows our end from the beginning. And so here the writer John, he's saying the same thing. John twelve twenty five. He that loves his life will what? Shall lose it. But he that hateth his life in this world shall keep it unto what? Hallelujah. So what John is saying here is that there are people who love life to the fullest because they feel like they have arrived or they have achieved their goals, but their goals was not based on Christ. Once again, you set yourself up for failure. He that loves his life shall lose it, and he that hates his life in this world shall keep it unto life eternal. And so that means that that person is so satisfied with their life, they don't feel like they need Christ in their life. But actually, we do need Christ because he's our Savior. He's the one to die for us. And once again, he knows the pathway that we should take. 
And so I'm going to go to um, uh, give you another example. I, I thought about how he says, he that hates his life in this world shall keep it unto life eternal. And so I began to think about in this passage, when it says hate life, I began to think about all the things that I've done in the past where I was doing my own thing. And I began to not like it, but I said, Lord, how I allowed my flesh or my will to lead me down so many paths, but they actually took me away from the Lord. So I began to hate that way and hate it in the, in the way that you don't go back there again. Whatever you allowed the enemy to do or whatever you did on your own, and then you got into a lot of trouble and you realized, wow, that wasn't the Lord, that was me. Or that was me connecting with a spirit that was not of God, and it convinced me that it was God, and I made so many, many mistakes. We can't afford to make any mistakes. If you stay intersected across stuff or hooked up with the Lord, and if you really follow him, you won't make any mistakes. You always will end up in the right place. That's what he says when he says, hate. You hate the past life and hate how you let the enemy use you in the past, and you got an agreement with things that were not godly, and now you're sorryful and your mind is made up, I'm not going down that pathway anymore. So that's what he means by that. And so I want to give you, let's look at verse 26. He says, so if you're talking about you take up your cross, the reason you take up your cross is, look at what verse 26 says. If any man, what? Serve me, let him follow me, and where I am, there shall also my servant be. And if any man serve me, him will my father honor. Once again, we're taking up our cross to follow and to serve according to his will and his way. And so he says here, if anyone will serve me, let him follow me. There I am. There shall also my servant be. But look at what he said. We're in, we're in John chapter 12. It's read verse 25, and now we're in 26. If any man serves me, him will my what? Father honors. And that's another thing. When we're serving ourselves, we're not honoring the father or his son, and the father is not going to honor us when we're doing what we want to do. And so he says, if you really want to follow me, then you be my servant, and my father will honor you and will honor the things that you're doing because you are doing the things that I am leading you to do. You're not leading your own self. You are being led by the Spirit or by the Son. Luke twelve twenty five. We're talking about taking up your cross to follow the Lord, but you're taking up your cross to follow him and to serve him with a heart turned toward the Lord and your heart is away from yourself. You're denying yourself. You're taking up your cross to love and to serve the Lord. And Luke is right in front of John. Luke 12 and 16. Now remember, John, he said, to serve Christ, if you serve Christ, if you follow him, who will honor you? Who will honor you if you if you serve? God will honor us. Hallelujah. And here's an example of a man who served himself, and so because he served himself, he didn't get the honor. 
And so that's what we talked about. If you try to save your life, if you try to achieve and try to set goals that are not goals that the Father and the Son have set for you, you are not going to be honored. The world may honor you. The world may give you a degree. The, the world may give you a plaque. When you pass away, the world may say good things about you, but what is the Father and the Son saying about you? So let's go once again. Luke 12 and 16. I'm going to read 16 through 19. Here's an example of a man who achieved things in the world for himself, but we're going to see what the Father said about him. Once again, this is Jesus talking. And Jesus spake a parable unto them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentiful, and he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do, because I have no room where to bestow my fruit? And he said, This will I do. I will pull down my barns and build greater, and there will I bestow all my fruits and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Though thou hast much goods laid up for many years, take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But look at what the Father says in verse 20. And God said unto him, Thou what? Thou fool, this night your soul shall be required of thee. Then who shall those things be which you have provided? So is he that layeth up treasure for who? For the Lord? For himself and is not rich towards God. So here's a man who had wealth and success and plenty in life, and he achieved his goals. You can tell this is his own testimony. But did the father honor him? Why not? Because he laid up things for himself. Instead of denying himself like what we read in Matthew, he served himself. He served himself. He did not deny himself. He did not take up his cross, the cross that the Lord Jesus had laid for him. He went down a different pathway. Well, he was successful in the world, but God says, you are fools. Because there's a way that seems right unto a man or a woman. But your way is not the right way. You know why? The Lord says, for my thoughts are not what? Your thoughts, my ways are not your way. And so that's why we are to seek the Lord. In order to follow him, we must first deny ourselves, and then you can take up your cross and follow him. Here's an example, once again, of a man who did not deny himself and so he was dishonored by the Father instead of honored. Once again, the world may honor you, but the world has no control over your soul. And so we want to save our soul. That's why Jesus came to save us or to redeem us back to God. So that was one example. And the Lord called him a fool. We don't want to be a fool. We want to be wise servants who are serving our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Okay, let's go to another example. Let's turn over to chapter 18, Luke 18. 18, and I'm going to start reading in verse 18. Here's another, another example. I'm going to read verse from 18 to 21, Luke 18, starting with verse 18. And a third ruler asked him, good master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? Verse 19, and Jesus said unto him, Why callest thou me good? None is good, save one, that is God. Verse 20, thou knowest the commandments. 
do not commit adultery, do not kill, do not steal, do not bear false witness, honor thy father and thy mother. And look at what the rich ruler said. And he said, all these have I kept from my youth. Since I was a little child, I've kept all of these laws. Now when Jesus heard these things, he said unto him, Yet lackest thou one thing. Sell all that you have and distribute unto the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come follow me. Now look at the last two words that Jesus said. I want you to follow me, but I'm giving you instructions on what you need to do. Here's another example of a rich ruler. What did he do? He served who? He served himself. And we are all guilty of serving ourselves. We are so full of I want, I want, I want, I want. Not, Lord, what do you want? Lord, what shall I do? Lord, please help me because I don't know the way to go. Once again, our, our cross represents the cross that's already established by God. It is the intersection. It is the crossroad. It is where we lay down our will and we pick up his will and we decide to turn from our foolish, selfish ways and turn to his ways. So the young man, the rich man, he loved life that he made for himself. And a lot of times we're making plans for ourselves and we have not included God in the plan. That's error because God has a plan for us and we must follow him. Those are the instructions in Matthew. If you want to go after him, you must deny yourself and take up your cross and then you can follow him. And when he, that's the young rich ruler, heard this, he was very what? He was sorrowful for he was very So all that he achieved for himself, and that's another thing, God, I thank you. So when you make plans for yourself, we just read about the man in the barn. If it doesn't go the way you plan, what happens? You're setting yourself up for disappointment. But if you follow or seek the Lord and his plan for your life, you're going to come out on the winning side. And when, I'm in verse 24, and when Jesus saw that he was very sorrowful, look what Jesus said. How hardly or how difficult shall they that have riches enter into what? The kingdom of God. Why is it difficult? Why is it hard? Because they're serving themselves and not serving the Lord. Jesus says, my, he says, my yoke is what? It's easy if you follow the Lord. It's easier if your heart is turned towards the Lord and you take your heart or turn your heart and mind off of yourself and what you want to do in your selfish ways, it becomes easier when you just yield to his will. Verse 25, Jesus said, For it is easier for a camel to go through the needle's eye than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. So we just had two examples of two men that they did not deny themselves, and they were not pleasing to the Lord. They actually have disappointed themselves. So everything that they've done in life, because they don't have anything set up for the kingdom. They don't have any treasures in heaven. 
And so what they're doing is what's happening on the earth. When you leave the earth, can you take it with you? No. You can't. You just can't. So why are we laying up treasures on earth? The Lord has given us instructions. We must follow them. So we're talking about three steps. To follow Jesus, you're not following your selfish way, to deny yourself, and to take up your cross. Mark 1, chapter 1, verse 16 and 18. Can someone read that for me, please? Now she walked by the field Galilee. She saw Simon and Andrew's brother casting a net to sea, for they were fishers. Jesus said unto them, Come ye after me, and I will make you become fishers of men. Straightway they took their nets and followed him. Right there. Thank you very much. God bless you. She just read Matthew chapter, sorry, Mark chapter 1, verse 16 through 18. Thank you. Very much. I'll read it again. I want you to tell me which one of these steps did they do. Now, as he, Jesus, walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew. They were brothers. They were casting the net into the sea, but they were fishers. And Jesus said unto them, what? Come. Come follow me. Come behind me, and I'm going to make you what? To become fishers of men. See, you can't make your occupation, but the Lord can. He knows the pathway that he wants for you. And immediately, straightway means immediately they what? They put down or forsook or left their net, and what did they do? They followed him. So did they do the right step here? Yes. They put down what they were doing. They put down their own mindset, and now I'm going to follow Jesus. We just went over Mark chapter 1, verse 16 through 18. Simon and Andrew, this is the call. And the Bible says they forsook all and they went after Jesus. I have examples for those who just came on. We have the letter T and the letter X. And some people think that Jesus, when he was died on the cross, it was in the form of a T and others think in the form of an X. It just doesn't matter because the T and X, they both intersect. And the cross represents a point where two roads meet or your life meets with Christ's life and you are joined or connected or intersected so that he can lead you down the pathway that he wants to take you. Once again, that's what the cross represents, a point where two roads meet or two lines meet. You see the T and X? Two lines meet, and you are joined now connected with Christ so that he can lead you because if you do not get connected with Christ you're going to lead your own way and you'll be like the man that built the barn and God didn't honor him because he made achievements and set goals that was to benefit him he didn't have in his mind to serve Christ he served himself let's go to another example now these are the callings of the apostles and the Lord has called each and every one of us And there's an assignment and a task that he already has for you. Now, he gives you gifts, and you can use your gifts, but did Adam tell God, I want to be a farmer, or I'm going to take care of the fruits of the garden? Just think about that. Did he? No. 
did Jesus tell God, um, I'm going to come in and I will be a banker? No. So the Father already knows the occupation or the pathway that you're to take. We're to join with Christ and the Father so that he can lead us. That's what he means by come follow me. You have to forsake your ways and turn your heart towards God to find out what his ways are. So we just talked about Simon and Andrew. Now here's a call for two other brothers. I'll read that, verse 19. And when he had gone a little further from there, he saw who? James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, who also were in the ship. They were mending their nets. And immediately, what did he do? He called them, and they left their father, Zebedee, in the ship with the hired servants and went after him. And here's the interesting thing. Now, the Lord says that he doesn't want any to perish, but there's a special call on your life. He didn't call Zebedee the dad. He called the two sons. But when he calls you, you must answer. He called them for a special work. Now, Zebedee is the father. He owned the business, and he trained his sons, and so they knew how to be fishers, but Jesus had a special task or assignment for his sons that he didn't have for the dad. And so God will have your parents to teach you and train you about a business or teach you certain things in life, I mean the good things, but then God has a call, and when he calls you, then you must forsake everything and see what he's saying to do because he has a pathway that he wants to put you on so that you can obtain eternal life. This is what it's about. So James and John, what did they do? They left their father, verse 20, and immediately when he called them, they left their father in the ship with the hired servants, and what did they do? They went after him. The Lord wants us to go after him. Remember, that cross represents the intersection where two are joined together so he can lead you down that righteous path. The other pathway leads to what? Destruction. Yes. All right, here's another example. Let's turn to Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5, verse 27 and 28. These are examples of the call. I'll start reading verse 27. And after these Things, he went forth and saw a publican named Levi. We have a Levi in the room. <laughs> Sitting at the receipt of custom, and he said unto him, What? The Lord is talking to you, Levi. What does he say? Someone. I'm in verse 27, chapter 20, chapter 5, in Luke. Luke 5. Follow me. Follow me. Levi, the Lord is telling you to follow him. Not follow your way, follow his way. Turn from your way, the way you think it ought to be, and turn your heart towards him because he has a path for you that I don't know what it is. He knows what it is. You don't even know what it is. He may have given you a screenshot, a vision. He may have given you a dream. You may have an inkling, but you don't know the way. You have to follow him, but in following him, you deny yourself and pick up the cross set. It's already set for you at the intersection. I have... On the board, I'm just reviewing this for those who come back into the room. We have on three, to your left, to the right, in front of you, you have a letter T and a letter X. Think about the cross. On the T, you have two lines that join each other. 
And the joining is you linking up with Christ so that he can lead you down that righteous pathway. You cannot lead yourself. You have to stay connected to the vine. Jesus is the true vine. All right, so Levi, he also received the call to follow Christ. Matthew chapter 9, there's another apostle that's being called, just like we're being called. 9 and 9. And Jesus passed forth from there. Thence and saw a man named Matthew sitting at the receipt of custom, and he said unto him the same thing that he said to us. What? Follow me. And he arose and followed him. Here's the call. The Lord is calling each and every one of us, and we must not ignore the call. We must accept the call. And in accepting the call, you lay down your will, and you follow his will. You lay down the things that you desire to do, and you ask the Lord, what is his desire for you? Amen. Once again, our thought for today is take up your cross. Right, let's go to chapter 10. Let's go over one chapter. I'm in Matthew chapter 10, and I'm going to start reading in verse 32. And, and verse 32 says, Whosoever therefore shall confess me before men, him will I confess also before who? My Father, which is in heaven. But whoever shall deny me before men, him will I also deny before my Father, which is in heaven. And so here in this passage right here, the Lord is saying to us to confess who? Ourselves? To confess Christ. He says, Whosoever therefore shall confess me before men, him will I also confess before my Father which is in heaven. Now here's the thing that in Matthew chapter 16, which we read at the beginning, verse 24, the Lord says, if you want to come after me, you must deny yourself. And a lot of us are walking around confessing Christ, but we have not denied ourselves. And I'm sorry because I, I'm raising my voice a couple of octaves because you want to go around and say, I love Jesus, or I'm a disciple, I'm a follower of Christ, but you haven't denied yourself. So you are misrepresenting him. He said to deny yourself. What does deny mean? You put down your will, and you turn towards the Father and Son and ask what his will is. If you're confessing Christ and you haven't denied yourself, you're out of order. You know why? Because when they don't read the written epistles, people, some people don't pick up the Bible. They won't read the Bible. But guess what? If you're saying you're a follower of Christ, guess what they want to do? They want to watch you and see a living epistle. You know what the Bible says in Romans 12? I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercy of God, that you present your what? Your body as what? As a living epistle or sacrifice. Then he said, holy and acceptable unto who? Not to yourself, not to the world, but to the Lord, which is what? It's our reasonable service. It's what you are supposed to do. It is you showing God that you really appreciate him for sending his son to die for your sins. Because if he hadn't sent his son, where would you be? Think about doomsday. We all will be doomed. And so if you're going to confess Christ, first get your life right. 
If you're confessing Christ, get your life right. Because there's only two ways. There's the ways of the enemy, and then there's the ways of God. There's no in-between. So he said, if you confess me before men, then I'm going to confess you before my Father who is in heaven. But if you deny me before men, him will I also deny before my Father which is in heaven. So what we want to do is deny ourselves, but don't deny Christ. You got that? Deny yourself. Deny yourself self-gratification and make up in your mind you want to please God because that's what he made us for, to glorify him, not ourselves. So look what the Lord says here, verse 37. He that loveth father or mother more than me is not what? Is not worthy of me. And he that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Verse 38. And he that taketh not his what? We're talking about the cross. If you don't take up your cross and follow after him, he said you're not worthy of him. What does he mean by, let's go back to verse 37. He that loveth his father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. What he's saying is that you must love the Lord more. Don't love your mother and father more than you love God. You must love them less. He wants you to love them. But don't esteem your parents or people, places, and things above God. Remember, God said, you shall have no other what? God before me. If you love anything greater than the Father and the Son, then that becomes an idol to you. And the Lord doesn't like that. He doesn't. So you are not to lift your brother, sister, or mother, or father above your love for God, your love for your parents, your love for your spouse, your love for your girlfriend, your love for your children must be less than your love for God. When a person loves another person or thinks they love another person, what do they do? They drop everything and start what? Following the person. If you've ever had a little flutter in your heart, man, for a young lady, you almost will drop everything, whatever you got going on, and your attention goes to that object or that person. Am I right? But the Lord is showing you that it's in you. He wants your attention. He wants you to drop everything and follow him. That's what the cross is about, dropping everything that's in front of you and putting him first. It's in us. He put it in us. We can do it. It's not hard. It is not hard at all. We, gotta, we have to have a mindset to put him first, and our mind must be made up to go all the way. We must drop the way that we think that we ought to go and turn to the Lord, but in our turning, we turn to him with our heart. Your heart should be turned towards God. Turn away from yourself. Turn away from people turn your heart towards God, then he will lead you and guide you down that righteous path. And so I thought about how the saying in the world is follow your heart. No, the Lord says follow the word of God. Don't follow your heart unless it's turned towards God. But we can follow the word of God and not be in trouble. We're in Matthew chapter 10. 
I'm going to read verse 39. It says, he that findeth his life shall lose his life, and he that loses his life for my sake, what will happen? Hallelujah. And so I've heard this saying a lot of people say. So Matthew 10 is saying the same thing that we read in Matthew chapter 16. A lot of people say, I'm trying to find myself. Have you ever heard anybody saying that? Mm-hmm. You cannot. If you try to find yourself, you're going to lose. You cannot find yourself. What did we just read here? He said, what did we read here? He that finds his life shall lose it, and he that loses his life, for my sake, then you'll find it. Let's go to Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 10, verse 23. So he's crying out saying, oh, Lord. I know that the way of man is not in yourself. So how do you know the way to go? You cannot. That's why in your cross, taking up your cross, an intersection where two, where one point meets, two lines are meeting, and you lay down your will to pick up the will of God to follow him. You join and connect with him, and he will lead you and show you the way. You don't know the way to go. This is what Jeremiah is telling us. It's not in him to direct his steps. It's not. That's why we need the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm going to read Jeremiah chapter 10, verse 23 again. It says, O Lord, I know that the way of man is not in himself. It is not in man that walketh to direct his own steps. And so we need the Lord at all times to show us the steps that are necessary to take for the pathway of our life. We also need the Lord to guide us, to show us the process that we need to take to get there. King David says in Psalms 23, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want the Lord is the shepherd of the sheep. Sheep do not know how to lead themselves. Sheep are not capable of leading themselves. Sheep always have a shepherd to guide them down those green pastures and to protect them and to keep them and to show them the way and to feed them and to fight their battles. That is what the shepherd does for the sheep. And Father God, we just thank you in the name of Jesus Christ for your love and your grace. And thank you for the words, God, today that you've given to us regarding taking up our cross to follow you. Lord, we will lay down our will and pick up your will and be obedient to your word and to the faith. And we thank you, Lord God, right now. Forgive us, Lord God, for doing the things that we wanted to do. And Lord, even as it is in the word, Jesus at the before he went to the cross, he said, not as I will, but thy will be done. And so that is our prayer as well. That is our desire to do thy will, O Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.